Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord. It really has developed into an awesome and welcoming community where we discuss things from all manners of nerdery to the existential dread brought about by the human condition. In addition, if you'd like to support this show and help us to continue to produce our particular brand of mediocre entertainment, then check out our Patreon. Patreon. Support from viewers like you is super appreciated, and a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Toss Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Jason K, Jamie H, Slayer4967, Dickie Lopez, Licky Topez, Carnifex, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grittis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Fizzgig, and Zach S. And a shout-out to new patron this week at our grand finale level, clearly someone who listens to our Return of the Rune Lords show. <laughs> Hope just gonna sneak right past you there. That'll be a fun one to read every week. And if you'd like to hear me shout whatever stupid thing you want your handle to be every week, check out that Patreon. And now a recap of Session 96. After defeating the big bad of Book 4 and hitting level 15, the wizard teleports us back to Willowside. Upon our return, we relax for an evening, throwing a party with the residents of Willowside in celebration of the defeat of the Zolgath army. A reporter from Absalom named Luther approaches us and says he'd like to speak with us. The next day, he interviews us individually, and it goes about as well as you'd expect. But soon the interviews come to an end, and we have to decide what to do next. This has been Luther Kerrigan of the Absalom Herald. Thank you for joining, and good night. He turns off the recording rod, reaches out to shake hands with Moonlight. And really well done there, Moonlight. I threw a couple of hardballs at you, but you didn't shy it back. People love that. Well, I don't really have any reason to, to lie. Well, for what it's worth, uh, I know a lot of kind of what happened. I've spent... Honestly, I've been spending the last month researching and traveling and talking to people in regards to you all. I really hope that you win. But you don't have a great look. So when you go to Absalom, if you go to Absalom, have a good chunk of gold to bribe the guard with. Because I'm sure they're super hesitant to let you inside. Interesting. Good to know. Thank you. Well, thanks for helping. I hope it's worth it for you. And Moonlight bows and leaves. He gets to packing up all of his equipment and uh, has everything he needs. To completely destroy us. I didn't mean to say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to take all this to the guard and put Moonlight on on the stand. Murder. They can go right ahead. Good luck. (laughs) Anybody who would dig into what happened at Ascadar it 100% looks like you guys fucking did something there. I mean, we did. We we killed lots of people there. <laughs> we murdered Faith. The easiest thing to say is that, like, for the guy that went missing, we drove him off our lands, and he wandered around and got picked off by a, uh, whatchamacallit, a fucking uh, Bargas. By the Bargas that... By the Bargas that was on the lands. Bargas got him. Luther leaves you. Hey guys, thanks for bailing me out of those lame-ass interviews. (laughs) It was very fun to do so. Yes, well, hopefully he doesn't come back looking for another interview for you. We'll take care of it, ominously said. What do you all do? What time of day is it? It's, uh, you know, it's pretty early. Let's say it's around noon. So, we head into this tower then, or should we uh, take some time before we do that? Head to the tower. We'll go let the the circus and you know the professor know that we're heading to another tower. Uh, that we should be back. Oh, you guys a what is it? Um, the Marsh Stone Tower is this one called? I do believe that is what you said. Yes. We hope to see you all again soon. Do you have uh, anything you'd like us to do? Whatever you'd like to do. I say, didn't we set them to, like, prepping for a show? Yeah, we were going to have them fix up. Yeah, we should actually have them fix up Fortune's Hall 
So we can turn Fortune's Hall into uh, a place that we own and run and put shows on for our lower level performers. Okay. That's what they should do. Anything else you'd like us to do aside from me uh, getting the next show set up in Willowside? Well, if you have anybody that's good with fixing things up, do we have anybody like that? Bardolph. <clears throat> we could uh, fix up Fortune's Hall. Why? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. Perhaps some of the performers who didn't want to travel could stay at Fortune's Hall and perform there. It could be a side business and a home base, as it were. That's a phenomenal idea. Now that the wizard knows how to teleport, give us somewhere to go. Do you think it's possible? No. The professor kind of looks down into the side, looks shifty for a moment, lowers his voice even a little bit. Do you think that maybe all the heroics you've done will convince Mayor Vandy for us to get some, you know, some assistance rebuilding Fortune's Hall? Maybe the deed to continue the business to Fortune's Hall? I, I rather assumed we'd just tell her it was ours now. Um, yeah, we, we, we did kind of kill the former owners. Is, isn't that how that works? You get their, get their stuff when you do that? <laughs> Quick check. They were dead before you got there. You didn't kill the former owners. Yes, but we killed the monstrosities that took it over <laughs> after killing the owners who, as I just said, they killed the owners. They got the rightful inheritance. Now Is that the frog place? <laughs> yeah. That seems like so long ago. Yeah, it was a long. I thought time we were in ago. a different town from then. <laughs> like, yeah, this is the beginning of this book. I almost died. That's the closest. Well, that's the closest, other than the fucking cockatrice. Which <laughs> that was it. That was. Spencer's like, we don't talk about the cockatrice. <laughs> we don't talk about the cockatrice. <laughs> the circus can get everything all set up in the, on the yard where we were set before, prior to the the siege, and he blushes a little bit. I think if you'll allow me. I can talk to Mayor Vandy for you. Oh, yes. We've heard that there's maybe a little spark there, Professor. Oh, come now, Bernard. Oh, it's all right, Professor. You're allowed to be a human every now and then. Well, that's what I would like to do, then, at least. Yes, I don't see why that would be a problem, assuming you actually discussed the stuff this time. Right, right. Of course. Little pillow talk. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I have a few things to do yet while there's still daylight. Oh, yeah. Were we going to ask him just for fun if he wanted us to fix his neck or Jeb, I should say? Oh, the burn? Yeah. Because you can, like, regenerate organs. You can fix his giant scar and shredded vocal cords. Does he want that? Ask him? It's an awkward question. Hey, that disfigurement on your body, do you want to not have that? Bernard, Bernard <laughs> could ask it. Uh, by the way, Professor, I don't want to broach a sensitive subject, but you see, Jeb has an, an interesting new spell that can regrow things. Uh, of course, we know that you had to quit your fire-eating performance due to your, your injury. Is that something that you'd like fixed? His eyes go wide. F f fix? With magic! Jeb can do it now! I'm, so I'm, so I'm, I'm sorry. What? Yes! Quite remarkable. Regroup each pie's entire face. Oh, my. Yes, we didn't tell you about that. It was quite gruesome. Made no sense whatsoever. A little disconcerting. That is quite gruesome. But, I mean... Yes. Yes, I think. Yes. I would like that very much. Maybe one day when I prepare it. <laughs> I have two of them prepared. I cast Juvenile Companion. <laughs> but no, I can fix up and fix him up right quick. Takes literally ten seconds. Six seconds. Because he's a druid and a healer. <laughs> That'll be ten plat. <laughs> ten platinum. <laughs> I don't think the professor has a hundred gold laying around. Yeah, we don't pay our we don't pay our help that well. Jeez. I guess he's gonna have to work in servitude then. <laughs> well, this one more basic, slave. Deja. <laughs> this took a turn here. 
feel like this has happened before. We at least asked him this time instead of just like killing him, resurrecting him, <laughs> and then demanding they work for it, work out their life. <laughs> whatever happened to her? She's a circus hand. I, th- I think we had said she could do whatever she wanted and she decided to stay. She decided to be a circus hand. One of Bardolph's mistresses. I'm going all in on this ball run. <laughs> He's my next I'm druid. Going all in on Bardolph. <laughs> Bardolph was a druid the whole time. So, so does Jeb do it? I literally did. Yeah, like half. Yeah, it's done. He's fixed. It literally. It took six seconds. I touched his neck all nicely, and it was like, yep. it's it's done. It instantly. <laughs> How long does it take to heal, though? I guess it, the duration is one minute, so you might say it takes a minute for the all the the things to go by. But uh, actually, no. Each time the creature regains hit points from regeneration, it also regrows one damaged or ruined organ. Each time on each tick. So yeah, each t- each six. I also chop off his legs, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> just give it six seconds. It'll be fine. Just remember what that felt like. Next time you don't give me the ten plan. Next time cool. you want to talk back. <laughs> so in the first sick, this spread of magic reaches out from Jeb's fingers as it spreads up through his neck, and his eyes go wide. Hello? Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Listen to me. The rasp is gone. You sound like a new man, Professor. Oh my. This is. Oh my. Oh, oh, oh my. This is fantastic. Well, hmm. I think. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Go see your girlfriend. Y- yes, thank you. Thank you. That was r- really, really. Goodbye. Really I needed to go. Okay, goodbye. Thank you, Jeb. Thank you, Jebediah. So, with the Professor gone, what do you do now? I guess we head to the tower. This is the last one, right? This is the last tower that is on the Isle of Kortos. Starstone Isles have no other Aeon Towers, destroyed or intact. You've visited them all after this. Fuck yeah. So it's about a six-hour travel. Get there just after or around dinner time. But you really get a chance to look at the the land. And Jeb, you notice this especially. The the welt is this set of like streaks and clumps of just dying uh, or dead vegetation, uh, hard, rocky dirt, which nothing is growing from. And the places where the green things are just barely hanging on uh, in strips. The closer you get to the tower, the vegetation gets a little heavier, you notice. And as the tower comes in sight, you even have to pick through some leftover leavings of the Zolgas. There's that lingering Zolgas stench. There are pits that are open with Zolgas refuse in it. It's just a disgusting leavings of after an army camp that has no structure. But beyond that point, and the desolation of the welt, it gives way to a verdant patch of trees and grasses around a ridge bearing this tall tower. The tower is a steep, stepped pyramid made of smooth mud brick, without any doorways or openings at all. Although it resembles the other Aeon Towers, no Aeon Orb orbits its pinnacle. The narrow ramp ascends to the tower's eastern face, but leads only to a blank wall. Some pitted holes and scorch marks show evidence of the attacks from the Zolgaths, but those attacks made little headway against the tower's resolute strength. And as you walk up that narrow ramp, that blank wall from the top lowers down with the grinding mud brick stone on mud brick stone, leaving an opening. And in the opening just beyond stands a woman. Hello. You must be the... Circus of Wayward Wonders? We've heard much about you. Please, come in. You seem to have us at a disadvantage. You know who we are, but we don't know who you are. Forgive my manners. My name is Unakite. Ah, I am Moonlight. Hello, Moonlight. I'm sure you have many questions. Uh, yeah. Definitely a couple come to mind. Do you want to do them here or inside? No, come, please. Come inside. Come inside. 
Uh, sense motive on this check? Go ahead. Perception check. Uh, 33. She seems hesitant, maybe a little pensive. That's a better word. She's pensive with this conversation with you, but she's being honest and non-threatening. We saw you approach through some of the animals. Well, I assume you didn't want the Zolgas here, as you didn't open the door for them, so... No, oh no, absolutely not. And she gestures to the, the area around the base of the tower. They're absolutely unforgiving, filthy creatures. No respect for the Mother Earth. Just out of curiosity, would that siege tower have worked? I don't really know exactly what they wanted to do with it. They weren't going to open the doors with the siege tower, so I can't really say. Likely not. Well, I guess after you then. She leads you in, and it's a short hallway that she leads you in through. There's three rooms in here, and she takes you to the one that's the farthest in, about 20 feet into this hallway, off to the left, and inside there are seats for everybody, comfortable seats. There's a table set aside with simple foods, loaves of bread, cheese, berries, things of that nature, and clean, clear water. Please, have a seat. You may help yourself to any of the food. Moonlight. I have some bottled sunlight. I know it's not exactly direct sunlight coming into the tower here, but it is safe. Uh, thank you, but after the, the trip here, I, I've had plenty of sunlight for the time being. As you wish. She takes a seat in one of the chairs. They're simple wooden chairs. Nothing extravagant. Not terribly comfortable, but functional. Well... Would you like to ask your questions? Why are you in the tower? I am part of an order that is known as, or we call ourselves, the Order of the Empty Stone. And we watch after the land. The locals call this a Marsh Stone Tower, but we've taken to calling it the Tower of Empty Stones, as it houses our order. Okay, still doesn't answer why you're here. We are trying to hold this place against the Welt encroaching decay that plagues the land. We know that to be overtaken is, in fact, the tower's fate, but we seek to hold it back as long as we can. Yes, um, we noticed there was no orb above this tower compared to the other towers we have visited. That is unusual. Do you know where the orb is? We were once part of a larger group of nature priests called the Circle of Stones, Members of that order took the orb from this tower ten years ago. We don't know where, although we do trust that its use serves the land. And when did this wealth start? Certainly it didn't have anything to do to correspond with when the orb was taken away. I mean, that's kind of Moonlight's assumption, is it has something to do with that, but could have been early. smart enough to assume that. <laughs> That's a swanny assumption. I got a 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm average intelligence. Well, as you know, the Whispering Tyrant escaped, and the magical backlash had quite the effect. All the way to Tyrant's Grasp, which is over 100 miles away, I believe. The Weld is already spreading its corruption this far. That is a long way for it to travel. If I am to understand your quest correctly... It would appear to me that the orbs that once created life on the Starstone Isles are failing. And you're currently attempting to restore them. Is that correct? Uh, as far as we understand it, we haven't exactly been given directions on how this all works. But yes, we're heroes! Been making it up as we go. It's difficult to do really anything in regards to the following of a god, dead or no. Let's just say that I can see the resonance in each of you. And I do think that there's a chance. But you do need one more orb's reflection, yes? I guess I would assume we need them all. I don't know where we'd go after that, though. Perhaps research will yield that answer. We could do some of that research for you as well. Well, that'd be good, because other than the wizard, we're not very good at that. Do you have any indications or anything that's happened that you would think at any point in your journey? Wisdom check campaign. 
<laughs> yep. Well, I got this diadem thing that... Way the fuck <laughs> back in book two, there was a pool you came across. You cleansed that pool, and you saw visions in the pool. Yeah, the prophecy! You saw a large Zolgath who you believe went by the name Sarvel Everhunger. Yes. In that vision, you've actually recognized, looking back, there have been a few Zolgaths that you've run into that were in that vision. Well, do you want me to go back and pull it up? I'll do it. I'll pull up my notes. Oh, if you want to, you can. Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Sarvel the Everhunger. Repay the Sun Drinkers for their ancient crime. We assume ancient crime is Arden stealing the Aeon Orbs from the Zolgaths. We have no idea regarding the validity of this view. We see a vision that we interpret to mean that we are prophesized to save the Starstone Aeon Orbs and the islands themselves. We spend a lot of... Oh, that was it. That's all I, that's all I wrote. From there, it's all about kiting a golem. <laughs> More notes about kiting the golem than campaign important. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not giving you shit, David. I just that, that, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Flashback to book two. Ripples appear on the pool's placid surface. Then a vision swims clearly into view. The god Erudin stands atop a lofty peak. Across the islands below him, five towers crowned with five gleaming orbs rise into the dawn sky. Arden's hands have touched each Aeon orb, and the reflection from each orb sparkles upon him. He lifts a longsword and gemstone cut into a five-pointed star, and begins to chant in a powerful ancient language. His words evoke images of green growth, clear flowing waters, and radiant sunlight. As he completes his ritual, the Aeon Orbs flare and brilliant lines of golden light link each tower, crossing the miles between the structures and flowing toward the mountain where Aradin stands. The sun rises and sinks overhead, first slowly, then repeating the pattern at dizzying speeds. The land flourishes and humans walk its surface. Above them, the five orbs orbit their towers like jewels and glistening crowns. Suddenly, the throne atop the peak is empty. Mighty Aradin has died. The orbs lose their links to one another and begin to fade. Desolation creeps across the land as the bounty provided by the Aeon orbs fades. Then, faintly, a new figure arises. The figure's indistinct features overlaid with five separate gleaming reflections. This new figure reaches out, light emerging from outstretched fingers to bolster the failing orbs. It's obviously us. And the shape of the figure that steps up kind of morphs between everybody's silhouettes, essentially. That's still ridiculously vague. Like, it doesn't tell us anything about what we're supposed to do, just that we are supposed to do it. <laughs> well... You need five orbs. Reflections. You have four. Yep. So we need these empty sackers to tell us where the where the orb went. Sorry, what was their name again? Empty stones. Empty stones. Is there any hint to where they might have taken it? Unakite grimaces. We do know that you seek an Aeon orb here. And we know your need also serves the land. We will do our best to help you, but we cannot recover the Aeon Orb from our circle. But we do know of a sixth orb. According to records here in the tower, Aridin took the Aeon Orbs from a subterranean vault deep in the Darklands. But he took only five of six. The sixth he left behind so its energies could continue to nurture the vault. We read that in a book. Oh, you are... Yeah. Wait. Uh, you, you want us to steal the last remaining orb? He aired... Of course, one orb was not enough to sustain the land there, and it came to be known as the Vault of the Black Desert. It is months or more away by foot, but we can help you reach it very quickly, with only a short time for preparation. We are not stealing another orb from the Zolgaths. I mean, we could. Perhaps we only need to interact with it, as we have the other ones? Wizard as... Unakite says the vault of the black desert your eyes glass over wonderful Shrain the vault of the black desert Shrain is in the vault of the black desert Shrain is where he is he 
Zaranath. He's in Shrain. You don't know why you know, but you know. There's something important there. Something he hates is there. We understand that it's very morally difficult, this decision. However, in our divinations and scrying that we have done in the area don't exactly reveal any Zolgath presence. So that makes it okay to steal it? Nobody's there? I don't know what to tell you. Or we don't actually have to take it. We just need to interact with it. Or we blow it up like we did the other one. I mean, is the expectation that we need we need to bring it back here? Oh, so we can make their stones not empty and fix the welt? Kinda, yeah. Why does the book want us to be bad guys? <laughs> the long of the short of it is we're going to give you information about the, the, the Vault of the Black Desert. You'll discover the amount of life that is sustained by the Oyan Orb. Ted, you can see in the map that I shared about, you know, a hundred mile swath. And then you see all the vast space that's just irradiated and wasteland, essentially. All right, fuck it. Yeah, I say, I would, would probably say something like, well, let's go check this thing out and see what's going on there. If we decide that it's too, it's supporting too much life, then we just leave. And then we can have some quick little exposition where we steal the other one back. So Yeah, so we go do this, and then after this, we go steal the sixth one back and bring it back to the vault. Now the Starstone Isles are even stronger than before. <laughs> yes. I mean, you need all seven Dragon Balls in order to make the dragon work, so... There's only six Dragon Balls! Uh, and then the Circus of Wayward Wonders spent their post-20th level career searching for a seventh Aeon Org that doesn't exist. I'll fucking make one. Hey guys, I found it! Like it's just, like, thrown together, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's glowing gray. <laughs> it's written in marker Aeon Orb. <laughs> Regardless of your decision, I would like to offer you a token of thanks from my order. Is it an Aeon Stone? Unfortunately, because that'd not. take a lot out of this. So. <laughs> Make this whole conversation go away. <laughs> we would like to offer you either a. A wand of continuation. Both. Or its value in gems. Both. Moonlight looks at the wizard like, what the fuck is that? A wand of continuation with true seeing on it. Once per day, plus overcharge. The activation takes two actions, blah, blah, blah. You cast the spell true seeing. I already got that. Why is it called a wand of continuation? Give us the money. Uh, the, the wand increases the spell's duration. Yeah. Its duration is increased by half. So it increases it to 15 minutes. What level is true seeing? Level 6. That's worth 6,500 gold. Give us 6,500 gold. This isn't thanks for all you've done to curb the Zolgath threat. Sense motive? Has this chick been fucking spying on us this entire time? I get a 40. Oh, she, she seems to know more than she's letting on. She know your name. She seems to know a little bit more than. Did she see what Moon Bartolf did that one night? <laughs> <laughs> have Have you been watching us this whole time? He looks back and forth. Um, yes. Like you could have assisted us during this, and you just sat here in your tower. Oh, that I am not ashamed of. I am apologize for spying on you. Well, you, you should be. Your lands are being overrun by Zolgas, and you just sit here. Civilization can fend for itself, and the people can stay or go as they see fit. We don't deign to tell them what to do, yet the plants and animals lack that choice, so we are here for them, not the people. But the plants and animals were also being subjugated, the dinosaurs being used as mounts and fodder, the trees are being cut down for towers and fences... And what would we have done? Less than a dozen of our order. What did you want us to do? There's four of us. We're not level 15 adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you would have killed some Zolgas, you would be. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm not one of the members of the group proper, but I think we owe it to the people of Willowside to try and save this land. And if that means going down there and taking this orb, then... 
perhaps it will be necessary, but I also say we mustn't do it if it means the genocide of people such as Aradin and Gerd. We must have better morals. But I think we should go check it out. Yes, but that does bring back the issue of how many lives down there are worth the lives up here. An equivalence, I would think, and and perhaps even one down there is not worth as many as it would save up here because the people up here can move. There are plenty of other orbs that we have saved and that are fine. They can go to those locations. But I think we must go down and see what the situation is like there. Yes, I would agree. We've come across some materials we've been gathering in regards to the Black Desert. We may be able to answer some of those questions while we prepare for the teleportation. See, the the Aeon Orbs were holding back these crystals that radiate what is called blight burn, radiation, all throughout the edges of the cavern. So the inside is radiated. It also throws off teleportation magic. So saying we need radiation suits. Jumping over to Starfinder. Let's get some fucking suits. Uh, uh, uh. Grab some radiation suits? No. Uh, you all get radiation sickness. I need three consecutive fortitude saves or you all die. Or so. you die. I cast regenerate on all of us and we just keep regenerating our radioactive <laughs> bodies. And then after one minute we all cancer. Yes. <laughs> then I can regenerate the next day. <laughs> Would you be willing to give us a week to research and see if we can answer some of these questions for you? Well, that's just enough time to do a circus show. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, the Wiz would have questions right away, though. I mean, how, how has she been, or how have you been watching us? I occasionally speak to some of the animals, and there have been much chatter of you and your fight against the Zogaths between the, the birds. Birds creep me out, guys. We should go. Well, I guess we'll come back in a week then. Thank you again for all all the assistance that you did give. Hopefully the gems show our appreciation. And uh, we will do everything that we can to make up for our previous order's judgment in removing the orb from this tower and assist you in any way we can to retrieve the other one from the Vault of the Black Desert. We'll see you in a week. Yeah, Moonlight just walks away because they're annoyed with these people so hardcore. (laughs) Like, we'll help you in any way we can, except for, like, actually making our presence known and actually helping you. <laughs> Thanks for killing all the Zolgas. Here's a bunch of money. I, we don't really care if they would have killed all the people. It would have been fine. They can't get into the tower, then. Yeah, we were just hidden here for all of time. They're just being druids. Should I cast Rod of Wonder on her? Don't know. That seems like a bad idea. Could be fun. Could be a stinking cloud. Make her smelly. Could be a lightning bolt, you know. Could be a lightning bolt. (laughs) Could be a lightning bolt. Maybe a fireball. Could be an ineffective mouse. Hope we sell the shit we got on us. We each make like 2K. Yeah. Moonlight can do another Escadar run. Yeah, it's been (laughs) their fucking day. Honestly, I have nothing that I'd want with the gold I would have, though. Yeah, there's nothing I want right now. Shit's expensive at our level. Just gonna be clear here, you guys are leaving the tower? Yes. All right. So before we start our week of downtime, you would all be approached by somebody from town, let's say a a local kid who comes up and taps on Moonlight's shoulder. Hey, there's a there's a dinosaur outside town. Oh, Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. That guy. Didn't the kobold ever show up in town? That is the kobold, I think. Oh, yeah. We told the kobold to come into town. He never did. He never find the professor. The little kid tells you that he's been, uh, this, this dinosaur, Stegosaurus, has been just kind of skulking around in the tree line at the edge of town. Hasn't done anything, hasn't attacked anybody, or done anything like that. It just kind of meanders about at the edge of the trees in the forest, not quite approaching, Willow said. Well, thank you for letting me know. You're welcome, bye! I thought the kobold guy would be here, but I kind of forgot about him and all the and all the hubbub going on. I guess we should go check it out. Jeb, uh, you should probably come with. Yeah. All right. See so you head off. It's not difficult to find, and it's you know let's say it's a mid morning here, just outside of town, hiding poorly behind a handful of trees is just this Stegosaurus tail that's wagging back and forth, but it doesn't approach you. All right. I kill it. Just kidding. What are we doing? <laughs> There's a dinosaur in the forest at the edge of town. 
Does it like battle one? Like, is it possibly one of the ones we re released? No, it's not one of the sauropeltas, you know, the big horny bastards. This is more of your traditional stegosaurus with the plates running down its back. But still completely out of place, right? Obviously, yes. No perception check needed. It's hiding poorly behind some trees. I'd tell it to join the circus. Come and join the circus, Stegosaurus. Uh, like, I mean, Stegosaurus. I'll go give it some berries or something. Give, give me a uh, diplomacy Nature. check for wild empathy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, diplomacy. Oh, but I'm a druid. My diplomacy's only 23. Fuck! Damn, damn. <laughs> You're appointed. Oh, yeah, for sure. 34. With a 34, Jeb, you know the Stegosaurus. You're right, and berries is probably your best bet, so you, you know, have a handful of them that you keep in your pocket for some reason. You know, druid things. dinosaur berries. <laughs> Dino berries. <laughs> Dino berries. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking cereal. <laughs> Dino berries! Dino berries. So, but the, the Stegosaurus comes out, and it has a piece of rope that's kind of tied around... A noose? Like a makeshift bridle, really. Oh. Um... And the uh, uh, reins are tied off, not on a tree, but tied off on its spine plates. And it comes out, and it eats the berries from your hands. So neutral towards me or friendly towards me? Or? With a 34, that's going to get you as friendly. Not helpful, okay. but friendly. After a minute of just kind of hanging out with the stegosaurus here, underbrush starts to rush, ruffle a little bit. This Babies! Cobalt comes popping out. Oh, <laughs> oh it's this fucker. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. Hey, guy. Yeah, you're the, were, are you the ones that told me to come to the to the town and talk to the guy? That'd be my friend Moonlight. Yes, we we did. Why didn't you do that? I recognize your voice. Great. Uh, the people make us nervous. They were just attacking dinosaurs like no more than a week ago. Are you sure it's safe? Yes, I mean, the people can see your dinosaur out here. If they wanted to kill it, they would have. I really, really thought we were doing a better job hiding than that. I mean, a little kid came and told me about you, so I kind of doubt it. I guess just come with us and you'll be fine. Believe me, they won't hurt you with us. My name's Kepit. Well, nice to officially meet you, Kepit. So what do you guys do? Well, when we're not running a circus, we're moonlighting as uh, heroes. Did you say your name was Moonlight? That's good. That's good stuff. A circus? Huh. Can I show you something? Um, sure. Yeah, watch this. Goes into the forest and he breaks a couple of twigs off of a, a tree that's nearby. And he jumps up on Kepip's back, puffs his chest out. And he starts drumming on the spine plates of the Stegosaurus. And each one makes a little... He's running up and down the spine of uh, Bongo, the name of the dinosaur here. And after a particularly difficult part, does a little tamp dance twirl on his spine and on his back, and then arms out at the end, and he just goes, Ta-da! Give me a performance check. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> 39 on the performance check. Oh my clouds. It's got the animal and music trait. Plus 24 performance isn't too bad. So, you have a week. Do you do anything other than the performance? I make illicit drugs and sell them. I smoke. You can choose to take part in the circus, or you can leave it to the professor, giving him kind of a, a go at it while you're still close. Might as well let him use that new voice. I do want to make the society checks to promote it, though. I do extremely well. I don't know, the DC by level at this point is pretty high. Yeah, DC by level it gets 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 up there. I mean, they're going to be... They're going to be successes, but uh, I don't know that maybe the 44 is a crit success, but I'm not even sure about that. The 44 is a crit success. So you have two successes and a critical success. Wizard does a good job promoting the circus. It practically promotes itself. I mean, you find that really most of all you need to do is just kind of stand in the center of town and be like, hey, show next week. Hey, show next week. And then the one time you got a critical success, maybe you exerted yourself a bit with some illusion magic. I gotta roll dice, that's all I care about. <laughs> well, then as you leave the, the professor behind, uh, I'll do my best. Everything will be just fine, really. I, I promise. I'll get the performers all lined up and uh, even give this uh, Kepip a chance to prove himself. 
Perfect, because we don't know when we'll be back. You're going into the Darklands. Hold on, you guys would tell the professor what you're doing, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, we had a week. Are you trying to keep it secret, or is this something the whole circus is going to find out about eventually, and that's fine? No, no, we can tell them it's fine. We'll have a big meeting. We're not those kind of people who are like, oh, don't tell them, they might freak out. <laughs> Fuck them. They freak out, that's their own problem. They're going to be building, they're going to be too busy working on the uh, Fortune's Hall. There you go. Which will now be called Wayward Hall, obviously. Obviously. Not the Wanderer's Hall? Let's say, what about Wonder Hall? Its advertising slogan can be, anyway, here's Wonder Hall. <laughs> uh, the professor does let you know that he works out something with uh, Mayor Vandy that uh, the residents of the town will help fix up Fortune's Hall to better than it was before um, and allow you to operate it and just give you the deed from town hall as a thanks. That's right, professor. Good job, buddy. Yes, way to convince her. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so you head on over back to the uh, the Tower of Empty Stones, as it was uh, called by Unikite on your last visit. Unikite, the leader, greets you at the door, which is open, unlike before. Welcome back. We've performed a lot, quite a lot of research since last week we met, and have much to share. Please come in, come in. She escorts you inside. And as she's walking you through the hallway that you first entered, at the back of the hallway, another door is open and actually leads further into the tower. And she's going to be talking to you while she's uh, kind of moving her way into the tower here. First, it has become clear to all of us that your task in bringing together the energies of five Aeon Orbs in Eridan's Sanctum in the Kortos Mountains is of dire importance indeed. It might be the most vital act for the Starstone Isles since Eridan first raised them from the sea. The livelihood of every growing thing on the island now is likely in your hands. Peach Pie looks at his clown hands. I mean, no, no pressure, right? We've discovered through research that your task actually only requires you to collect the orb's reflection and bring it to Aridan's sanctum. It is possible for you to leave the orb down in the vault of Black Sands. Well, there's a plus. That's good news. I wonder what the reflection for the missing stone is, then. I know that your task only requires that you collect the orb's reflection, but I beg of you to find a way to physically bring the orb here so that we can install it into this tower. I hope that it additional help against the encroaching welt. Not sure if what you'll do to keep the Sarsone Isles from falling into the sea will stop the welt. So if you're able to, or if you choose to, bring that orb back... We would be custodians of it, if you would trust us to do so. But please, I have some people I'd like you to meet. And she continues walking you deeper into the to the tower here, and introduces you to a few folks. First, there is an old, dark, gnarled man, like an old root, with a white beard and bald head. This is Zargon. Hello. This is Nepheline. This is a little cute, peppy halfling with flowers in her hair. And finally is Cerusite. And there's a gruff, serious-looking human. Mm. We have a place. Please, come. And she leads you into what can kind of be described as almost a nature banquet hall. She lays out, or there have been fare laid out, similar to the last time that you were here. Very simple eating, uh, but there are plants everywhere. There's actually, in the vaulted ceiling, there is a magical orb uh, that's floating at the top, providing light to everything, and it actually seems to be providing appropriate sunlight for the plants that are growing all over this this chamber. Uh, There's a couple of birds that are flying around, even insects and all sorts of life. And she invites you to sit. Please sit, eat. I do. Yeah. Moonlight will sit in the sunshine. Just drink it in. It actually feels like natural sunlight and it would sustain you. Zargon did a good chunk of some of the research that uh, we'll be discussing. I'll leave him unless you have any questions right away. No. All right, so Zargon speaks up. Actually, here, let me let me share pictures of, of everybody here with you real quick. It's a good beard. That is a Solid nice beard. beard. 
has a respectable beard. He just needs to grow his eyebrows into it. <laughs> They're close, man. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They're close. <laughs> Wouldn't take much. This is Nepheline, the halfling. She looks like a fucking six-year-old, which I guess it's a halfling. <laughs> it's a juvenile companion. That's my yes. halfling. <laughs> Jeez. The implications of halflings in the universe. <laughs> the implications. <laughs> uh, interestingly, they did not include a picture of the uh, human. When we met the human. It was pretty. No. Oh, no. That's a half-elf. Sorry. Unakite is the half-elf. She's the one who esco- escorted you in. Nephiline is the halfling. Zargon is the old the old man with the beard. And then there's another one named, yeah, Serocite. Just a serious human man. That's all I got for him. Well, Zargon will speak up first. Uh, having studied ancient writings, we know the Aeon Orb is in a massive underground cavern that holds the Black Desert. It is impossibly vast, more than 200 miles across and nearly a thousand miles wide. There is no sun there, but there is light. Dangerous green blight burn crystals twinkle from the cavern's ceilings like poisonous stars. They emit a deadly radiation that suffuses the entire vault. You must be prepared to withstand the sickness it inflicts. We've gotten pretty good at the Zolgath one. Ah, I think you'll find that the radiation hits a little differently than a stinky Zolgath. That being said, I do have some things I find myself dabbling in alchemy here and there. I do have a few potions I believe would help. What's he give us? He has eight vials of major anti-plague. Know that these eight will certainly not suffice for the entirety of your trip. I do have the formula for them if any of you have any skill. I'll take it. Ah, here. And he pulls out a few sheaves of paper and he hands you the uh he hands you the the formulas for the all three versions of the anti-plague i'll be right back and i open up my <laughs> workshop, a portable pop workshop. It into my portable workshop i pop it into existence <laughs> and i go <laughs> in there and, behind I, the and I file away the papers Oh, very interesting. Um, now, the orb that you're looking for is in a place, a lush valley called the Cradle of Worms. It stands to the west. It's the only place where plant life can grow in the Black Desert. Now, now wait a second. Is it like a cradle for worms? Because that could be kind of cute. Or is it a cradle made out of worms, which would not be cute? The first one. Okay, alright. Ancient texts say the orb was enshrined in a pyramid there called Zolkondur, which would explain why the area is so green, despite the wasteland that surrounds it. We know little of Zolkondur, but in a fragmentary journal called Farwalker's Travels, the location is described, although cryptically. Zargon opens a scroll, <coughs> clears his throat, Opens it up and recites The Azure Eye, Sunken Titan, and Crown of Teeth each gaze upon the legendary Zolkandur, but none can see it completely. He shrugs and continues We're certain the things mentioned in the poem are landmarks or locations that help you find Zolkandur. Alright, so wait, is Zolkandur the same thing as. The field, the cradle of worms. Uh, Zulkandur is the an ancient pyramid that is in the cradle of worms in the vault of the black desert. Do you have any questions for us? How long will it take to get there, and is there a special way to do so? Answering this one, Nepheline pipes up. Uh, the vault of the black desert is weeks, or perhaps months, away by foot. And few passages underground are safe. It's much faster to teleport there. Unfortunately, the Blightburn crystals that permeate the vault make teleportation erratic, or even impossible. The closest I can get you is a cavern called Crystal Hall, some 50 miles away from the vault. I've only seen it in divinations, but it looks very pretty. From Crystal Hall, you'll follow a long passage leading to the vault of the Black Desert. 
It's still a journey of a few days, but that's better than a couple of months. All right, then. I can either teleport you there myself, or if you have any sort of items that assist or aid in teleportation, I may be able to attune it to the Crystal Hall. The only item I would think of is the uh, stone ring. ring, but that doesn't go very far. That's only one person. Would you bring it up to her? Yeah. What was she asking about? Things that might teleport people. I teleport people. We have a whiz. <laughs> yeah, attune yourself to the whiz. Sure, I could do that. Uh, you could come with me uh, and sit side by side on some divinations. Okay. Or I can attune an item to take you there. You can attune me. It's cool. All right. I have this ring, but it doesn't go very far, and it's only for one person. Oh, let me look. If if it's okay. Uh, sure. I, like, pull it off of one of the branches I have it, like, hung on. <laughs> she takes a look at it. Huh. Yeah, I think I can do something about this. I think I can get it to take you all as well. Can I work on this for a few hours? Uh, sure. All right. I don't have any other use for it, I guess. Thanks. How the fuck these druids know so much about teleportation? Mm, hi. She's not a druid. Know a lot about teleportation. Are you a druid? Yep. Why do you know so much about teleportation? Shh. <laughs> She's got an archetype called the teleporter. Teleportation magic archetype. <laughs> teleporter. Not a thing or I would have done it. Teleporter. <laughs> Traveler. Are you going to take an Are you going to take an archetype at this level though? Oh, is it actually an archetype? No, it's not. Oh, I'd make one. Like, wait, I'd what? make one if you wanted it, though. I'd rather have a ritual. Isn't there a mass teleport at ritual? Oh, yeah, that she doesn't know. What a worthless traveler. Oh, fuck no. She would totally know the teleportation circle. Really? Yeah. I would, would. Love to, I'd love to learn it. What level is teleportation circle? Seven. It'll be easier for the ring, but if you want to know the, the ritual, I can teach it to you. Done. You just got me a ritual. Alright. So I have teleportation circle or no? Yeah, after we take the time for it, but let's just assume that you will after the conversation. Nephiline bounces out to go, takes the ring over to her quarters, and she's going to start working on it. As far as what we know in regards to the cradle, it's described as being a valley of greenery amid the desert, so it's likely hard to miss. Maps place it about 150 miles southwest from where the arrival passage opens into the vault of the Black Desert. That's a bit of a hike. A bit. It'll be a long time in the Darklands. Does it say anything about what we might expect to find for things living in this cradle? Is it really worms we're expecting that can be living there? Yeah, Sarasite, the uh, the serious-looking human, speaks up here. <clears throat> a few things you'll meet are friendly. Cave worms, of course. Fungi that are attuned to killing quickly. Oh, well, those sound fun. <laughs> and far stronger creatures lurk within the tunnels and vaults of Orv. Desert-dwelling cults of warlike, blood-sucking humanoids called their Defans live there as well. But worse are the rumors of an amorphous creature called Ifdasil. Descriptions of it are muddled at best, as we are aware of no one who has encountered it and survived. Sources agree that if you hear a burbling, maddening cry, you should run and not look back. I don't think I will. I mean, at this point I just want to fight something other than a Zolgath. Sick of those things. I don't think even you would want to fight Ifsadil. Yeah, I do. I'll fight everything. I'll fight them all. Challenge accepted. Yeah, I'll take either an occultism check or recall knowledge. Yeah, recall knowledge occultism, which you, mean I think you can use Arcana for. Yeah. Damn it, hero point. Ooh, ooh, there it is. Oh, uh, add two. I'm gonna take twice as long. Forty-four. You don't know. Take twice as long. You've as never watcher. heard of ifs to do before. I'm fucking legendary. Yeah, you don't know about it. How about me? Have I heard of it without rolling? <laughs> no. Oh. But maybe. Just came across it one day. It's my dad. I haven't talked to you about Ifsadel Hickburn. Ifsadel Hickburn. <laughs> <laughs> you maybe have heard of Ifsadel in, in reference to the Vault of the Black Desert, but you don't know what it is. You've never seen it. You've never even really read a description of it. For exactly the reason that Sarasite mentions here. 
It's not real. Now the Earth Deafens are warlike. The Smurf Neplins? Earth Deafens. Snurf Neplins. Earth Deafens. Surf Neplins. Led Zeppelins? What? Led Zeppelins. <laughs> I still disagree that I don't know anything with my 44. Yeah, you don't. That being said, Wizard, give me a society check. I take twice as long if I can. Should be 40, 45. I feel like Jeb's got to get super annoyed at this twice as long shit. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> it's one of those things where you ask the wizard a question and his response immediately is long drag on the pipe. And then he holds it for 30 seconds and then hey, he responds. It's not 30 seconds. I mean, these checks are what, 12 seconds? No, not eight. They're four seconds because it's normally one action to recall knowledge. <laughs> We're talking from two seconds to four seconds. Anyways. Uh, yeah, okay, so, Wizard, you abruptly recall Shrain is in the Vault of the Black Desert. Shrain is a city of drow. And with your critical success, you know that all of the drow that live in Shrain are undead and venerate Urgothoa. Undead, you say. Well, guys, I'm out. See you later. Undead drow. This sounds like fun. Let's get some paladins, though. Yeah, I'm going to go hire a champion real quick. Moonlight's going to sit this one out. <laughs> Have you heard of Daru? <laughs> you want to level up Daru? <laughs> yep, let's do it. You want to play Daru again? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's for Swan. High level he might be our... Only so he can have it mercilessly murdered by the drow. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to like go in all cocky against like 20 of them and just be like, oh, bring Daru in just so I can kill him? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Are there any questions that you have? Quite honestly, I don't want to talk to these guys anymore because I just want to go. Yeah, I'm done. Fair enough. Like, I get there's probably more information we could learn, but Moonlight doesn't care. I got a teleportation circle. I don't care. Uh, also, if you guys would like, we can set up a teleportation circle at the one place, Port uh, Wondrous Hall. Hall of Wonders. I like Hall of Wonders. So you guys have the information that you've asked for. Uh, they don't have anything else to uh, impart to you. Nepheline is going to be getting the ring back to you very shortly here and then teaching the ritual for teleportation circle to the wizard. Otherwise, uh, the, the old man Zargoon has given you eight vials of major anti-plague and you know a few things to expect. You know about the cave worms. You know, obviously, it's the dark land, so there's going to be fun guy down there. Um, there's some sort of warlike fun guys. Fun guys. There's some warlike tribes of creatures called Erdefens. Uh, they're humanoids, and the wizard recalls that Shrain is actually a city of drow that are undead and uh, venerate Ergothoa. Finally, and maybe the most important. The hints that you got in order to get to Zulkandur, where the uh, pyramid containing the Aeon Orb is, you're looking for the Azure Eye, the Sunken Titan, and the Crown of Teeth. Each of those sites gaze upon the legendary pyramid Zulkandur, but none can see it completely. So you have some vague directions there. And unless you have any other questions for the Order of Empty Stones, they've given you all the information that they have. All right. So does she tell me exactly what she did to the ring? So when she gets back, she lets you know that the uh, the ring of stone shifting, she's adjusted it so that it can transport up to a dozen willing creatures who are touching at least one other traveler and bring extra dimensional spaces. And it's attuned to be able to take you to Crystal Hall. What about back? It'll take you back. And any other places that you would normally be able to go within the limits of the uh, Ring of Stone shifting radius. So there you have it. Everything is set as you are teleported. You get the familiar feeling of being teleported a vast distance. And 
So we are teleporting into the Darklands, into a place called the Crystal Caves, which are on the outskirts of the Desert of the Black Sands, wherein we hope to find the Cradle of Worms, within which is the Temple of Zulkandur, wherein we hope to find an Aeon Orb. Yep, just another normal day in the life of these circus performers. Will we survive the many dangers that await us? Find out next time as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.